Good morning. It is Wednesday, March 15th, and this is your morning mud. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud to make the switch today. Good morning. I am Matt Wright, Editor-in-Chief of Muddied Waters Media. Hope you're having an excellent Wednesday. Uh, let's get into the news. Uh, yesterday, Joe Biden gave a speech in Monterey Park, California, where earlier this year, uh, on Lunar New Year, 11 people were killed. So, being that he likes to take tragedies and sort of catapult his own ideas off of these tragedies, he was, of course, giving a speech on a new executive order that has to do with gun control. Let's take a listen to a little bit of what Joe Biden had to say on the topic of gun control. Today, I'm announcing another executive order that will accelerate and intensify this work to save more lives more quickly. First, this executive order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. As I continue to call on Congress to require background checks for all firearm sales. And in the meantime, in the meantime, my executive order directs my attorney general to take every lawful action possible, possible to move us as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation. I just, it's just common sense to check whether someone is a felon, a domestic abuser, before they buy a gun. Now, this may appear to be sort of an innocuous addition. However, currently going through, this, uh, going through the, the court systems is a Missouri gun law where the Missouri gun law states that uh, it bans local police from enforcing federal gun laws. Now, it was recently shot down by a federal judge by saying it's unconstitutional. Nobody was surprised by this. The judge that shot it down, the judge that shot it down was an Obama appointee. You knew this was happening. Now it's moving on uh, to the Eighth Circuit. And while this is in place, this while while it's moving through this through the courts this law is still in place. So what he is attempting to do is force these, force these municipalities to do whatever it is that the federal government wants them to do. He's saying, we know that 10th Amendment, yep, Second Amendment, yep, we, we understand those things, but you don't get to, you do not get to utilize those here. 
Uh, instead, we are going to do what we want to do and force these things upon you, no matter what your state has voted on when it comes to this. Now, this is the same argument that Republicans were using when they had uh, amnesty cities, when they were doing amnesty cities where uh, people who were undocumented could come in and they wouldn't turn them over to the feds. Uh, Republicans were saying, you can't do this. This is federal law. Now Democrats are doing it back. So we are stuck where the Republicans kind of set the stage for this. And now the Democrats are using that playbook. Uh, but the Democrats, should it ever be the shoe on the other foot again, they would say that they absolutely have the right to do this because of the 10th Amendment. So Biden is trying to pull, he he is now saying, no, the federal trumps whatever it is that you want to do. So we don't care about your sanctuary cities, uh, your gun sanctuary cities. That is what this executive order is intended to do right out the jump. Um, let's go on. Let's hear what else Joseph Robinets had to say. The executive order also expands public awareness campaigns about the red flag orders, laws, which my son, when he, before he died, attorney general in Delaware, was a great proponent of an institute. So more parents, teachers, police officers, health providers, and counselors know how to flag for the a court that someone is exhibiting violent tendencies, threatening classmates, or experiencing suicidal thoughts that make them a danger to themselves and others, and temporarily remove that person's access to firearms. I've never seen anybody speak so passionately about red flag laws and not apparently know what happens in a red flag situation uh he stumbled all over that and anytime that he starts stumbling you know that he's going to bring up Bo. you know that's going to happen because he needs to get you on his side emotionally um but one of the things that red flag laws do is they do take guns away from people who shouldn't have guns taken away you are innocent until proven guilty in this country. So red flag laws in many cases, if you are accused or even thought to be a danger to yourself or, uh, or somebody accuses you of domestic violence, even though it hasn't been proven, they can come in and take your guns. This is a violation of the second amendment. They have been trying to push this through Republicans and Democrats, both. I'm not, I'm not defending either side here, uh, have been trying to push these through because they feel as though this is a good compromise. But in the end, if you have a neighbor who doesn't like that you own weapons, they can say, they can call in an order of protection on you. They, the police come in take your weapons away and then you are stuck having to prove that you are not having any suicidal thoughts or thoughts of violence and you're trying to prove a negative to a court that just took away your weapons um, and then you have to wait however many days depending on the state to get your weapons back if you can even get them back at all red flag laws generally dismantle the second amendment and that is what he is really going for with red flag laws that's what all of them are going for with red flag laws but that is one of the big things that he's going for in this. And it promotes this executive order, safe storage of firearms, something. Real quick. 
I love listening to Biden speak because I feel like he comes in halfway through a sentence and then he realizes that not everybody's there with him. Um, you know, I get it. It's, it's, people say it's not nice to punch down, but when it's the president of the United States, I feel as though you can punch down all you want. Um, anyway, let's go back to that. I'm sorry. I just really love how he's in the middle of a sentence and then he has to clarify where he was. And it promotes this executive order, safe storage of firearms, something every responsible gun owner agrees with. Second thing it does, the executive order ramps up our efforts to hold the gun industry accountable. It's the only outfit you can't sue these days. It does that by calling out for an independent government study that analyzes and exposes how gun manufacturers aggressively market firearms to civilians, especially minors, including by using military imagery. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack in that one. And the Safe Storage Act, yes, if you own weapons, they should be safely stored, especially if you have children in the house or anybody else that could get to the gun. Like, yes, you should safely be storing your guns. Should this be a law? No, it's common sense. You shouldn't need to mandate common sense. Um, then he followed it up with the gun industry is the only industry which you, that you cannot sue these days. And I implore him to take a look at the last few years and uh, let me know if anybody, anybody out there who had uh, any sort of adverse reaction to vaccines can sue Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. Or is that not legal? Because I'm certain that you would find, yes, that is absolutely not legal. You can't sue the people who made the vaccines. So they aren't the only industry. They're just the only industry that Joe Biden cares about not being able to sue. Um, the reason he's going about this through executive order is he knows that the Republican Congress will never pass this. If Joe Biden was named Donald Trump, they would pass this in a heartbeat. But because he's named Joe Biden, they will not pass this. Uh, so he needs to do this through executive order. And for the most part, this thing doesn't have all that much teeth. It's just he is attempting to say, yes, look, I'm not done fighting guns. We are going to continue this fight even while I don't have a Congress that's going to help me. And then he's going to be able to point to say Congress won't help me fight guns in the 2024 election. Um, but they couldn't get this. They wouldn't be able to get stronger stuff passed when he did have a Democrat Congress because he knew that he was going to need some Republicans. He knew that was going to be needed, so he had to water it down to something that some Republicans would accept. So now he needs to continue to say, yes, I'm still on my crusade for guns. However, uh, in the meantime, this is what I'm doing. Also, if you are a state that is thinking about passing a, a Second Amendment sanctuary state bill, know that I will send my attorney general after you to let you know that you cannot do this. So a lot of a lot of the uh, questions that we have on this executive order and how much it really holds is going to come up to probably the Supreme Court when that Missouri law goes through. Um, so uh, still got a little bit of show left. Stay tuned after these commercials and we will be right back. 
Welcome back, everybody. Glad you are here. Um, Scott Franklin. Scott Franklin is a Republican lawmaker. He's down here in the great state of Florida. Um, he is in a little bit of trouble. He took some investing tips from Nancy Pelosi, and now he's found himself in a tiny bit of hot water. Um, on February 15th of this year, uh, Scott Franklin sold up to $50,000 worth of shares of Apple. Now, that's not that surprising, being that I'm, I, I'm an Apple person. I, I've got an iPad sitting right here. This is being made on an iMac. Uh, my camera is my iPhone. Uh, everything I own is Apple. Um, but I, I understand why somebody would want to sell 50,000 shares of Apple. Um, <laughs> he did this the same day that it was reported by the Wall Street Journal that the DOJ was escalating a long-running antitrust investigation into Apple uh, by assigning more litigators to review company documents. Now, could this be a coincidence that, sure, Scott Franklin had no idea that this was going on and he just wanted to get rid of 50,000 shares or $50,000 worth of shares of Apple? And because, you know, he was like, well, their products aren't as good as they used to, and I don't agree with the company culture. Sure, that could be a thing. However, when it happens the exact same day that you find out the Department of Justice is increasing uh, the number of litigators uh, to review the company documents, it gets a little dicey. Um, and you see this a lot, especially with members of Congress. Nancy Pelosi one of she has her own uh twitter based on the stock tradings that she does uh you can kind of take a look at some of the things that these people do and you realize mm, this kind of looks like insider trading and it smells a lot like insider trading uh, but they're telling me it's not uh but so yeah it probably is insider trading um so he is stating that he was not aware of the sales until February 22nd. He had asked his broker at the beginning of February to liquidate shares of the stock to generate a certain dollar figure, and he left it to the broker to decide which specific stocks, how many shares, and the dates uh, of the sale. Now, maybe. I don't believe you. I, Scott Franklin, I don't believe you. I believe that you knew this was happening. You knew that Apple was going to be put under a judicial microscope and you thought that their stock could possibly tank. So this is something that you 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 see it a lot in Congress and we there's something has to be done. Now, I am not somebody who thinks, oh, there needs to be a law to fix this, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I don't. Um, now, if somebody... And honestly, I can't I can't even tell you what the right law would be. Like the easiest thing is to say, uh, you know, if you're a member of Congress, you can't be involved in the stock exchange like that. That would be the simplest thing to do. But who are we to tell them that they can't invest for their futures? You can't really do that. Uh, you you can't trade during while Congress is in session. I mean, things like that, like there are ways that I think that it could be done. But again, 
I am not somebody who agrees with laws. So if you have any ideas on what could be done that wouldn't be a law, let me know. Put it put it in the comments on the show uh, if you're watching on Spotify. Um, put it in the comments on the show. Let me know. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, there are just so many when you have these kind of conflicts, it's going to look a certain way to the public. And when you're already a member of one of the most untrusted bodies of people in the universe you can't make these kind of oops errors you can't make an oopsie like this you have to be able to say nope this is when it started this is what we had no idea about any of this and if you can't show that then you shouldn't be making you shouldn't be making the trades um now he disclosed that he's also has other tech company stock trades of late. He's sold up to a hundred thousand combined in Microsoft shares on February 15th and 21st um, between March of 2022 and September of 2022. He disclosed buying up to a hundred thousand worth of Microsoft and 50,000 each in Apple and alphabet. Uh, and it appears that he was getting rid of these as quick as he possibly could as antitrust laws were starting to, um, we're starting to uh, ramp up. So, I, Scott, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Stop using your knowledge for this stuff. That is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five-star review. Also, leave a review, and the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon, and remember, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>